Hello, welcome to our podcast. We are teachers and friends. We're going to talk about education and our experiences in our classroom. Please tune in. More than just colleagues, we're teachers and friends. Oh, so cute. I am Norman. I am an English teacher. And next year, I will be stepping out as the literacy coach at this school. So I'm excited about that new experience for me. I am Ellie, and I am a English language learner teacher. And I have students in ninth through 12th grade. Hi, I'm Violetta, and I am a fifth year teacher, and I teach science. Hello, my name is Coyote or Corey. You can... um see me teaching in the AP Environmental Science classroom. I also love to teach biology to English language learners, as well as earth and space science. All right, so I have a little question for you guys to get us started today. Um, So we all have, we're all teachers, right? Did you know? Would your teacher self like your student self? Or would your student self be the kind of student that frustrates you as a teacher? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would love myself as a student because I was constantly like pushing the boundaries and asking questions, not the boundaries as in like, you know, being a bad kid, but I would, I was always curious and always trying to like apply things in the real world. So I would have loved it. What about you, Violetta? I would say I'm similar, but also not really. Um, I was definitely the kid that was like into learning and I would ask questions and like just talk whenever I could. But I hated, hated doing work. And like, I would show <laughs> up and like not do it. Like I would, I would do the readings. I would know what to talk about. And I feel like that's probably one of the most frustrating things as a teacher, because it's like, you're a brilliant kid, but you have no work to show me. <laughs> Norman, yeah. how about you? I... I think I am the student that I'm hoping to have in the classroom. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so self-centered. But um, <laughs> you know, like um, I've been teaching language learners for a while now, and they're not necessarily the most outspoken bunch bunch of kids. And I remember I was in this geometry class in high school. We were learning about the Pythagorean theorem. Is that how you pronounce that? Something, something like that. And then I asked my geometry teacher, and it's like. How did this person come up with this formula? Like, why do we need to learn this formula? And then the teacher was like, why are you bluffing me? I'm like, I'm not bluffing you. I'm like genuinely interested to find out. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I want to have a student like that. And I hope you guys want to have a student like me. <laughs> I like Ellie. it. I like it. So um, I do not think that teacher Ellie would like student Ellie. And I do not think that student Ellie would like teacher Ellie. <laughs> um I was a I don't know maybe this is just like my perception of myself but I was a pretty frustrating kid (laughs) um I was that kid that would not stop talking in class um not like answering questions but just like talking (laughs) so I wasn't like like V like I would do all my work so I would read the books I would turn in my homework But I would get to class and then I would like not participate and instead be turned around in my chair, like talking to my friend. Um, And I think that as a teacher, that would really frustrate me because 
it does frustrate me <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> and then I think as a student, I would have been like, God, this lady has so many rules. Why can't she just let me be? <laughs> so thank you guys for sharing. I really enjoyed hearing that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's a great question. Um, this is the part of the podcast where we actually get into the meat of things. This is our surprise topic. It's a sneak attack where we introduce a topic to all the other teachers, and they have no idea what we're going to talk about. So I am in charge of this today, and I'm really excited because it is a controversial topic. So every time I'm walking through the hallway, I bump into a couple teachers now and then, and we get get to talking, and every teacher really likes to talk and just get things off their chest. But I see a trend And I see this trend and it seems like one of the biggest teacher woes that we have is with what we call our administration. And I have a question for you today. Today's question is, what are the biggest problems that teachers face with administration and how do we solve them? (laughs) I don't know why I agreed to this situation. Like, I want to know what (laughs) we're... This is so not me. Like, why did I agree with this situation? Like, <laughs> I don't like surprise. Oh, the no, the no preparation. Yeah. Mm, okay, B, it. start us off. I think I would like to start off by saying, even though we're from the same school, I think all of our experiences are very different. I think it depends who I meet, who we might view as administration, because I feel like administration is a huge umbrella for a bunch of levels of people. Um, and I feel like we should just preface that in case our administration does happen to listen to our podcast for some reason. Um, <laughs> and God, no, are you going to get us in trouble? <laughs> what are you planning on saying? No. And like, I think like that's a reality, right? Like it's not like Corey mentioned, it's controversial, but it's controversial because it's like each of us, as I'm looking at all of us through this camera, we got nervous. <laughs> you know, so I feel like it needs to be prefaced in that way. Like all of our experiences are different. Not every teacher yeah. is treated the same. Like, makes sense. Okay. Well, and not every and not every administrator mm-hmm. is is the same, right? We we are at a really big public high school, so our admin team is really big. And between the three of us, or the I'm sorry, the four of us. <laughs> Who are you trying to not count here? No, I said I said three because between the four of us, we're in three different departments, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm human error but you know and each of those departments works closely with different admin at our school right okay okay I I can keep going (laughs) I okay so one thing a trend that I've noticed I think is um there needs to be a balance I think between micromanaging and allowing teachers to do as they please because they are professionals and they understand what they're doing but there also needs to be some sort of praise involved. I don't know if that is all within one big thing. Hmm. Um, because I, and I think the praise and then like trusting teachers that are able to do these things, I think that's super important. But I also feel like, I think it goes back to like how you were saying, um, Ellie, earlier that you have these rules set in your classroom. And like you have these rules as a teacher because it helps you right? Like really make sure that your classroom climate is working well, that your classroom management is going well as well. So I'm just like, I think there's a pool between this idea, how much, how involved admin should be. Hmm. And I think, you know, it it might differ with teachers. Um, I know I would prefer if I had an individual of authority 
come speak to me directly more just because I'm that kind of person where I like the person to person relationship. Um, and I would appreciate more than an email um, mm. or more than coming into my classroom because you have to do an evaluation. But can you come into my classroom because you just want to see what I'm doing and just, I don't know, affirm me a little bit, you know, Corey? Yeah, so it sounds like what you're saying is that <laughs> you your personal uh, communication style, you would prefer an administrator to come meet you face to face for whatever reason, good or bad or neutral. And I'd imagine that there's some people who are the opposite. Like they'd rather not have an administrator come into their classroom. I I'm curious to hear what other people think. Ellie, you just nodded. What do you think? Yeah, I um am, I guess, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I uh would not want somebody. I would want to know if someone was coming to my room, mm -hmm. right? Like the pop-in freaks me out and it freaks my kids out right? True. Like when, when we have uh, admin or other teachers in my room, you know, because we get like visits from middle school teachers or visits from a lot of different, you know, people during the year. And I like to be able to prep my students, not, and I don't mean like prep them, like make sure you're you, nice yeah. on these days, but <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like, um, I remember I had a student my first year at our school who saw that there was a group of teachers, including the principal, in my room. Um, and they were here for, like, a totally different reason. It had nothing to do with him. They were observing the class for a little bit, and then they were moving on to a different class. But he saw the principal in my room and walked right past my room and tried to leave the building entirely. But security stopped him. <laughs> and then when he came back, he told me he was like, I thought I was in trouble. So, mm -hmm. so even if it's just for an observation, I like to prep my kids and be like, hey, this like they're here for me to like check on how I'm doing to help me with what I can do better. This isn't you, right? They're not like no one is in trouble just because they get nervous too when people are watching. <laughs> yeah, I also like that prep time um, when I have visitors in a classroom because I want the visit to look organic, you know. And mm. once there's a new body in the classroom, the students are just quiet and silent and. That's not the classroom that I want people to see because my students are always talking. We're always doing things. Mm -hmm. And I believe we're always engaged. What I'm looking for, or I think what I like about from an admin is when they know the curriculum or mm. when they know the things that I'm doing in the classroom. I mean, I'm not demand because I always like it then when they're asking questions about like, how, hey, how is this going? And I can share things because... I, I'm, I'm good at small talk with my friends like you guys, but I'm not really good at talking because I feel intimidated by the presence so of lie. And, and <laughs> I, I mean, you don't know that. I'm like, well, Ellie, you're in my head. <laughs> like, but anyway, yeah, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing, you know, because um, um, admin is my, this is how I view admin. Admin is a superior culturally, right? And mm -hmm. I think, if they know or when they know the curriculum or the things I'm doing in the classroom, that helps me build a relationship with them. And I think I can ask for better support. See, I wonder though, if like the question then becomes, cause like, I didn't even think about classroom visits. I was thinking more of, can I just have a relationship with you? Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't feel like I do. Um, and I would appreciate having a conversation maybe more than like, more than once a year, you know, or like more than the mandatory like state 
mandates that we have to do. Like, I'd appreciate more of those conversations because I feel like maybe the reasons my students may not trust admin is because they feel that from me. Mm. And I feel like if I had that sort of relationship with administration, then maybe my kids might be like, oh, you're cool with them. They could be cool with us. Like, I feel like when when you guys have stopped by in my classroom, my kids know like, oh, that's one of Mr. Romero's teacher friends. And like, they're like super like, oh, hi, Mr. Hi, Miss. And like, totally not intimidated by it. So I just wonder, like, if that might also have something to do with, like, if that could carry over somehow. Hmm. So how do we improve that? What, what you're saying is the relationship and the communication. That's what I've been hearing mostly. The relationships and the communications between administration and teachers. In my perspective, in my experience, I've seen the best relationships with my administrators are the ones who are engaged in uh, active listening. I think they're the ones who um, are curious about what's going on in your classroom, not just from an evaluation perspective, but just as like a curiosity. And I think about administrators who are okay being wrong. And I know that Mm. sounds so simple, but that ego can get in the way. You know, the idea of you need to have a certain leadership style where you're in control or you're right and the things you do are correct. And I'm not saying that's necessarily something our administration does. I'm mostly talking theoretical, although that Mm -hmm. could be something we've seen. So I don't know how you all think about that whole concept of um, a leader being okay being wrong or admitting fault or learning and growing publicly. So I don't know if you have seen that, but what do you guys think of that? I cannot recall a time where admin, or I've, I've, I don't think I've ever had experience where admin, I, I don't know what I'm saying, like um, <laughs> that they denied that they were wrong. Or, But I agree with you, Corey, because, um, you know, like vulnerability, I think that's what, like, that's where it's coming from. Like, because these are, because um, there's different views of what leadership is, right? And with our generation, we are, um, what, what would be a right term for us? Newer beginning teachers? Because we're all like, in yeah, newer like beginning. beginning teachers, right? So we mm-hmm. are teaching styles, there's leadership styles that have evolved. And sometimes there's this clash of philosophies in terms of teaching and leadership. And for us, I think we're looking for a more progressive leadership, because some leaders that I've met, or some leaders that we might be working with, um, are still more traditional. And I think I'm looking for a blend of these two things because I appreciate certain level of control because as a teacher, I appreciate certain level of control in my classroom. Okay, So I would also appreciate that from um, my admin. I just want to point out, though, um, if we have listeners from other states or other places, um, because I've been talking to a lot of other teachers and the word admin is not consistent across this across the U.S. There are teacher admins where it's just the principal, or there are teacher admins where it's the vice principal and the principal. And in other schools, their department heads are also considered their admins, right? Mm-hmm. So the word, yes, yeah, so I was surprised because like, I've been talking to these teachers, and whenever they introduce themselves, it was like, "Oh, I'm a department head, but I don't have admin capacity." So I asked them, like, "Why do you introduce yourself like that?" and that's what they told me, like, because in other states and other schools, their department heads have admin capacity, which that we just, don't. Sorry, that just makes me think of power then. I feel like it's a whole power dynamic. 
And I think it's what you do with that power, right? And how you make the people that you are in leadership of feel about that power, right? Because, I mean, for people to say, I don't have that admin capacity, like, what capacity are you talking about? Right? Because then it's like, well, yeah. No, I was thinking just like the, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was, you said what capacity that is. And I'm wondering, like, is that, do they mean the capacity to have power or the capacity to be a leader? I think it's probably both. Because in terms of, you know, like, we are all teacher leaders, right? And we have all the capacity to facilitate things. And at the same time, we do not have the capacity to make the final decisions. Whereas um, probably the department heads who are also admin, they can make the decisions about their department right away. Hmm. Versus department heads or teachers who are not admin, they still need someone else's approval or decision for certain things to happen. And here's another episode where we talk about the nuances of a word, capacity. (laughs) (laughs) We love doing that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's, it's interesting because like, Corey, you and V are talking about a, a lot about communication, right? Like, how do you build, how do you build that relationship with whoever your admin may be, whether it's a department head or a vice principal or a principal or somebody else that I haven't thought of. But it, it's also like, <laughs> on paper, I like the idea of you know, the kind of like what you were talking about, the idea of having these interactions and these um, conversations, like open conversations with admin to build that relationship where you feel like you can ask them for something or you feel like you are supported, right? You know, and where you can see that administrator, you know, really openly learning the, the way that you're talking about, Corey. But in practice, I don't think I want that. Because in practice, the idea of having a series of conversations with my superiors stresses me out. Even if it's collegial? I just, I don't like, I don't know. It's just, I get, I get stressed out mm-hmm. doing that. It's, I think it's like a personal thing I have with authority, you know, where it's like, I haven't had really bad experiences at our school, you know what I mean? So I do, so it's not stemming from like an interaction that I'm thinking of with somebody at our school. It's just like, I still get nervous emailing people in authority positions, you know? And it's like, if I don't have to, then I probably won't. <laughs> so this, you're reminding me of uh, how teachers should know their individual students, how to personalize experiences for these students, right? And I think what you're bringing up is that admin should also personalize the interactions that they have with us, their teachers, because for people like us, we want more relationship, but there are also teachers who want that relationship to look different. I was going to go a different direction with what you said. I think you're right that just as teachers need to know their students, administration needs to know their teachers. And I think that's a really big one. I also think that comes with every person, teachers, firemen, everyone. I don't know why I chose firemen, but every person (laughs) has a different relationship to power. And that comes from a lot of, a lot of areas. That can come from their education, from their family, from their cultural background, from their experiences with law enforcement. So everyone's position Mm. and relationship to power is so different. And I think it's important that administration definitely knows their teachers because of that but also Mm -hmm. i think we should assume 
that there's someone like Ellie at every school and that not everyone is comfortable talking. Even if you're like the nicest, sweetest vice principal in the entire world, there's still someone who might be intimidated sending you an email. And so to know that is important. Yeah, I think that's something that I was thinking about while both of you were talking. I don't know, like to me, it really is about power and authority. It's a scary place, but that's why I'm definitely on the end where I think I'm just the person where it's like, once I do it enough, it becomes less scary and way less scary. And that email that I'm typing and I'm asking you guys, can you please edit this for me? Because I don't want to sound terrible. (laughs) Um, It's something where I think eventually I'll have practice where I would feel confident within myself. You Mm -hmm. know, like I feel with you all, I feel like I could definitely talk with my administration because I have four teachers in the same room when I'm like, hey, what should I say? But if it was just me by myself, like, I don't think I would feel that. And I think it's because the lack of for me, um, Mm -hmm. which is why I want that kind of communication, because I need it for me to get to that point. I'm wondering if any of you, when Corey first asked this question, thought about like the bureaucratic aspect of our job, right? Because I that's kind of the first place that my mind went, where I feel like Um, We have like our teacher duties in our classroom with our students that are very often all consuming. And then on top of that, we have all of these bureaucratic duties that I think don't often necessarily come directly from our in-school admin, but they come from higher places like district offices or superintendent offices or um, in in the case of Hawaii, right, the Department of Education. Um, And but because we're turning those responsibilities into our school admin they often get blamed for it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um and so I was just wondering like well I I mean like obviously these bureaucratic duties and responsibilities can get frustrating and they're monotonous you know I mean one of the things that um Corey had said at the beginning was solutions right I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's not where my mind went when I heard that question. I do think, though, that admin has a lot on their plates because um, they're not only taking care of teachers or the classrooms. There's so many things that they have to take care of. Like, like, you know, like there's a principal for facilities. There's a vice principal for all of these things. And they have to worry about budget and everything. Couldn't the same be said for teachers, though? You know, like, we all have a lot on our plates also. Mm-hmm. So See, if, like, I, I mean, and I don't say that meaning to sound, like, argumentative, right? But I guess maybe that goes back to the relationship. Maybe, like, because we know people in admin have so much on their plate, we're trying to be empathetic and cut people slack. But maybe people don't always feel like their superiors are doing the same for them. Mm-hmm. And that's where some of that tension comes from. I think that's why I, like, I don't know. I think that's why for me it's, like, can you just talk to me more than once a year? Because I know that's something they can control. Mm. You know, like, um, I try to be empathetic because I do understand administration has a lot to do. Um, we have a lot to do. And that's coming because they have a lot to do. And I feel like it's just trickling down. Um, and there's really, I mean, if I'm not even going to say the B word. Um, but, you know, like, there's people pointing fingers at everybody. But I think if it comes down to it, like, they're really, it's from the top. Um, but I feel like communication is something that we can control, Hmm. right? Like I can control who I speak to, how many times I speak to. So maybe it's like, I also have to make an effort. Um, and those solutions we're talking about is maybe like, 
it starts teacher initiated, right? Because maybe administration wants to respect those boundaries and maybe they feel that maybe I shouldn't talk to these teachers more than they need to talk to them because maybe they might be someone like Ellie who doesn't, he actually really appreciates when I don't speak to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a good point. If I want more, like, girl, (laughs) email them for real and be like, yo, can we sit down and like have a conversation because I need this. Yeah, I think think knowing the teachers is so... (laughs) Like that's like we keep circling around to that. And I think that's just so key and important. I also was thinking when I when I asked this question, I was thinking about a variety of things as well. A lot of times I hear that administrators, um, I hear that administrators have favorites and there's, you know, maybe a good old boys club or sometimes there's people who are in and people who are out. I, I hear that and I feel like, whether or not it's true, I feel like a solution to that is increased transparency and decision-making mm. processes mm-hmm. because I think that there could definitely be favoritism, but there might not. But I feel like we won't know unless teachers are included in these decision-making processes and their voices are valued and heard and teachers are respected within their profession to do their job well. Um, and administrators are given the power to intervene when teachers are not doing well. Um, but I, I definitely feel like what you said, Violetta, really hit home. As you said, as much as we can increase our communication and do our job, it truly does come from the top. The leadership style and the ability <laughs> to change the culture of a workplace, that comes from the top. Mm-hmm. But like you talk about transparency with decision making and i'm gonna sound like a bummer for a minute so just like prep yourself prep um but i just struggle with i feel like so often we are asked for our input in a way where people can say look we gave you the opportunity to share your thoughts but it's not a real situation you know what i mean like it's i feel like There is a specific thing that I'm thinking of in my mind where, you know, I feel like it's more like we're being asked our opinion. So on paper, people can say, look, we asked for their opinion, but it's not really an environment that is conducive to actually sharing how you feel. So I just wonder, like, how can you make those (laughs) those decision making uh, processes transparent in a real authentic kind of way? Would you be okay hearing, hey, we don't have any control with this decision. This is happening versus we need your feedback, but we feel that our feedback is not taken into consideration. Um, this is an unhelpful answer, but I feel like I would be upset with both. <laughs> <laughs> because then I think it's just like my general distrust where I'm like, you really have no control at all about what's going on. You know, it's like you really don't have a voice in this conversation, you know, and I don't know, maybe that just all comes back to the the communication that people have been talking about. I really want to spend this moment to uh, give a plug to a, a public charter school, regardless of how you feel about public charter schools. But there's a public charter school in Eva called Dream House, and their administrative teacher relationship is... Um, everyone is at the same level and has the same decision-making powers and things are run by consensus. And that really resonates with me because in college, I lived in the student cooperative housing where everything Mm. was 
decided on via consensus. And I believe in consensus because it's also something we practice at the uh, teaching program, which was a Quaker program that I participated in. So I, I believe that consensus is not impossible to do at a school-wide level. And I, I believe that those conversations can be had um, and it doesn't need to be like, give your input, but like not really heard. I feel like yeah. our input should be heard and that power, we've been talking about power a lot, should be distributed for decision-making in a more consensus-based model rather than a top-down, this is our decision. Mm -hmm. as, as efficient as it is to just make a decision and move forward, um, there are some decisions that I believe should be made with consensus. In yeah. I just keep thinking it's just a big political game. And it's almost like I keep thinking about like campaigns and how like um, officials when they campaign, it's like, look at me, look at all the amazing things I've done, mm -hmm. right? Like never wanting to say all the bad. And maybe it goes back to what you said earlier, Coyote, when you said that you would like an administrator to say, you know what, I messed up. I yeah. was wrong, you know, because I, I feel like it, it, it is that and I feel like this input that we're talking about, it's input on paper. It's like, well, we got the input, so we got your voice, but it's just going to be in this little box, and we're going to go ahead and make decisions based on these groups of people. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think it's knowing that teachers have a voice and can be heard. I think it's knowing that teachers have some power, but not all the power. Um, understanding that it's so important just as teachers to know their students, for administrators to know their teachers and to build on those relationships and understand how communication can be different uh, between the different teachers and the power of transparency and admitting when you're wrong or when something didn't work and being open for feedback and ideas and taking your ego aside. So it seems like we really did answer this question. <laughs> we just solved everything. If every administrator just listened to this, right? No, I'm sure, I'm sure not. <laughs> All right. Well, but thank you for answering my question. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to us. Um, we really appreciate you taking the 30 minutes um, to listen to us. Again, we are teachers and friends. Um, listen to us because we have no idea what's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.